Erickson. Erickson. Atlanta's evening news is coming up at 5. Between now and then, if there's a traffic red alert, breaking news, severe weather alerts, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will not hesitate to break in. And we'll have more during Atlanta's evening news from 5 to 7. Depend on it. New Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Live from the Hill, our very own Jamie Dupree with the latest news from D.C. All right, the most connected man in Washington, D.C. Rand Paul is with us at the bottom of the hour. Jamie Dupree is here to comment now that the Patriot Act has been, uh, well, allowed to expire. No, no, I wouldn't go that far. Well, kind of. No, just provisions. two provisions of the Patriot Act. Provisions. 215. Section 215, which is the one that's been the most controversial, the collection of bulk records uh, that was involved with the leak from Edward Snowden on, on phone records, very specifically, that got most of the attention. Also, uh, there's a provision on roving wiretaps to track terrorism suspects in the Patriot Act. The third provision, actually, on lone wolf surveillance, that was never part of the original Patriot Act. That was passed, actually, in a 2004 intelligence bill that I think, if I remember correctly, uh, amended the 1978 Foreign Intel- Intelligence Surveillance Act, if I remember correctly. So yeah. two of the three provisions well, let's, let's from go the Patriot Act. Because the lone wolf provision allows intelligence law enforcement agencies to target surveillance at suspected terrorists who are acting alone without direct ties to terrorist groups or rogue nations, and it specifically says it does not apply to U.S. citizens. Yeah, it. it uh, what, the reason they put that in there, and actually when they passed that in 2004, they they limited it to expire at the same time some other the Patriot Act provisions expired, even though it was in a different law. And what they found at the time was they didn't have the proper authorities in their mind to track people who were not linked to a terror group. I mean, obviously, this has been one of the big fears that you'll have somebody that might be inspired by, say, the Islamic State, but they're not actually working with the Islamic State or working with al-Qaeda or some other group. How can you still do surveillance against them without having some of these uh, and, and not use all these same powers. So that's why they added that one. The roving wiretaps and the lone wolf provision, those two have been fairly non-controversial, yeah, I have to say. They have sure. not, well, yeah, the roving wiretap allows federal agencies to monitor a person rather than a specific phone or electronic phone line, device. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, then, and right, that's, let's, well, then let's go to Section 215, because that's, yeah, that's been the big one, obviously. And if you look at the, the bill that has already been approved in the House, the USA Freedom Act, as it's known, and that, and that could get through the Senate as early as tomorrow, maybe with changes, maybe without, that definitely would restrict the program, and it would take it away so the NSA wouldn't have all those records. They wouldn't be able to collect all those records. They would have to go through the courts and go to the phone companies and ask for the records instead. It sets up a really a procedure, a structure for them to do that in a different way. Now, for some, it's not enough. Some argue that there shouldn't be any access to this kind of metadata by the U.S. intelligence community or the government. And so there might be some people just vote against it, period. But when you look at the vote in the House, what was it, like 338 to 87 or something like that? 88, yeah. 88. I would expect a very strong vote in favor of this bill as well. The, in the Senate. But here's what's what's so fascinating about this issue. And we'll, we'll ask Rand Paul about it, obviously a fierce critic. Um, I supported the original Patriot Act as it was written. Jim Sensenbrenner was the author of that bill. Jim Sensenbrenner was on with us last week. Jim Sensenbrenner said everything that he wrote in that bill and how it was intended, et cetera, has not been followed by the government. In other words, I asked him, I said, well, does that mean that every American and their electronic messages, email, text, et cetera, is being collected? And he said, yes. I said, does that mean that our phone calls are being monitored and collected? He said, yes. That the, the Patriot Act specifically does not allow those things to happen. As a matter of fact, to go back to the original Patriot Act and the original reading of the Patriot Act, 
for that to happen, not only do you need a separate FISA court and, and subpoena, et cetera, but you also needed to have some outside entity connection. That's why you're right. This is why the lone wolf provision had some some impact on this bill, because it had to be some outside foreign communication with an American. And then there had to be suspicion that was raised. And then that had to be brought to a private court. Exactly. And if you look at the new bill, I mean, it says, and I know some people will not believe it, but Section 103 says very specifically, prohibition on bulk collection of what they call tangible things. And then there's later in Title II, there's a prohibition on bulk collection. Now, I know there will be people who will look through this, and I actually, uh, nerd alert here, read through the congressional report on the, over the weekend on this bill to try to get a grasp on it. And I'm sure there will be some people who will look at this and read this bill and say, you know what, it doesn't change enough or it doesn't take away the possibility enough of the government being able to get access to these records. But at least in my reading, it seemed to set up a different set, a different structure for the U.S. intelligence community to follow in order to try to get access to these records. And it's something that they need to have a little more support from the courts to do rather than just saying we're going to keep all this data. Yeah, well, I think this is really, really important. So. Uh, all right, let me let me move on, because I think this is going to be a, a pretty big debate. We'll see what happens. Moments ago, uh, Rand Paul just prevented a cloture vote. Hang on, let me read the details of this. Uh, yeah, they just got Senators, They tried. McConnell tried to push yeah. ahead with the bill and force the at final action today. Yeah. And Rand Paul said, well, if you give me a votes on a few amendments, I'll do that. McConnell would not accept that. So Paul then objected to McConnell's plan. So you know what's fascinating, though, is the politics of this, because there was an alliance between McConnell, the majority leader, and Rand Paul, and it appears to be frayed as a result of this. I would say that there's been a little fraying, yes, and you could tell that uh, yesterday on the floor of the Senate in a rare Sunday session here. We'll see longer term what happens. I mean, look, Rand Paul has sort of been out there by himself uh, on this fight, facing a lot of Republican opposition. Uh, the way it's set up right now is it looks like tomorrow at about 11 a.m. On, on Tuesday, we'll have the first in a series of different parliamentary votes to move through that bill. I would think by later in the day on Tuesday, if, if it's been changed a little or if it's the same bill that the House has passed, they'll get be able to get that through. And what McConnell was arguing today was we all know what the outcome is going to be. And I think he's right. We do know what the outcome is going to be. But Rand Paul certainly has the right, as any senator does, to object. You've got to have agreement from all 100. And at this point in time, they didn't have that to move ahead. I think the other issue that's causing Rand problems, and he'll join us here and join us on TV tonight. These are really big, important issues in my mind, is his comments about ISIS exists and grew stronger because of the hawks and our party who gave arms indiscriminately. And then he said they created these people. ISIS is all over Libya because these same hawks and my party love, they love Hillary Clinton's war in Libya. They just wanted more of it. That's got a lot of the his fellow Republican presidential candidates up in arms. You know, I think we're going to see a, re a really a repeat of what we saw in both 08 and in 2012 as well. And that is uh, back then uh, there were a number of Republicans, I think of Rick Santorum, especially in the last race, who would take after Ron Paul, Rand Paul's father, on foreign policy issues. And, you know, I, I look for we've already seen it. We've seen a number of people go after Rand Paul. And I don't think this is the last fight that we're going to see within the Republican Party on the issue of where they go, because obviously uh, Rand Paul's view on how our foreign policy should be conducted and the views of others in the party, much different on some things, not everything, but they definitely have a different view of some things. And, you know, it's um, it, it, I look at this right now as some people say, well, Rand Paul's out there grandstanding, you know, whatever. He's got his rights. If he wants to go out there, he can get on the Senate floor. He can filibuster. He can do whatever he wants. Anybody else can do the same thing, too. It's if, Is it going to work long term to set himself apart from the Republicans in this race? We'll see. He, I, I think he certainly feels like it's one way that he can get more attention and stand out from the rest of the field in the race for 2016. 
a lot has been uh, discussed as it relates to this incredible case involving Denny Hastert as the former Speaker of the House. Um, now, there are, there are very specific banking laws that, that if you take out over $10,000, which I've done many, many times in my life, you know, for, for different reasons. And I know I'm, I'm not sounding like a rich Republican here, but, but, you know, if you have home projects for whatever, you have stuff you have to do, that you don't want to, there are people that like, that think that they're being clever and they take out 9,900, thinking the bank's not going to notice. No, they're and not they going to notice, that, right. Which is really stupid. It's who cares if, if the, if the government knows you take out your money. And I guess I understand the purpose of it. They want to stop drug dealers and, and nefarious activities, et cetera. But when you purposely try to circumvent the law, to me, it's just dumb. And then the reason behind it appears to be some type of sex scandal involving, what, the molestation of a, of a kid or something? Yeah, from back in the time when he was a high school teacher, he being uh, a Speaker Haster. I mean, that's what's been reported so far in a number of major news organizations. You know, I, I have to say people here are still stunned. I mean, the, the last person— Everybody called that, him coach. Yeah, I mean, he was well-regarded when he was here as Speaker. It certainly prompted uh, a review of his time in Congress, a review of, like, the, the Mark Foley scandal involving the pages in the House of Representatives back then. I went and dug up a 2006 interview. But Mark that, Foley uh, that was not dealing with somebody underage, correct? No, if you're going after pages, you were. That was an under— why did, did he, get a, he didn't get arrested, though, did he? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, he just he resigned uh, from right. office, but uh, there were never any charges or anything brought. It just it's sort of having uh, I was uh, I was a page in the House back in 1980 and 81. And we had a page. Are you sure it then. wasn't involving. Well, yeah, because there was the one with Gary. What's his name? Um, oh, I forget the guy's name from Massachusetts. Wasn't he one? Oh, of them? Gary Studs right. was found uh, that he had sex with a male page. And then there was a guy named um, it was one of the cranes from Illinois. Uh, I don't if Foley was with an underage person, why wasn't he arrested then? Uh, well, I don't think anything actually occurred. It was more that he was communicating with them, okay, and it was, it. it was the ick factor more than anything else. Okay, so, and, and in Hastert's case, apparently he did this, the person then d demanded money, and he took it out in, in smaller in increments so that he wouldn't get noticed, which is stupid. And then he was asked about it by the feds, and pretty much looks like he didn't tell them the truth about why he was doing it. Well, here's it. a question. Why did he even, why do you have to explain why you take your own money out of the bank? Why don't you just say it's none of your business? Well, he I, uh, judging from the indictment, what he told them, he said I was just uh, he was just holding on to cash. Yeah, but why, but why would he lie instead of just say it's none of your business? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he felt like he had to give them some answer. If you've got the FBI sitting on your doorstep, maybe you don't feel like you you can give no answer. I don't His know. arraignment's been set for Thursday now. Is is what the announcement is? And you know, I, I wrote a piece about it today because for me, it just. That I went back and listened to this interview that I did with uh, our friend Neil Bortz back in 2006 and uh, live on the radio with a speaker and listening to it now, just some of the answers just they rang a little hollow about how much work that had actually been done about the Foley incident and more. And having seen kids here get taken advantage of and get drawn into some of this stuff, it just, it, you know, my first day as a page, my very first hour on the job, I walked onto the House floor and there was a vote. This is the summer of 1980. It's 35 years ago this month. And I walked onto the floor and there was an old guy who worked in the, uh, the, uh, the snack bar in the Democratic cloakroom and he walked out to talk to me. And I think he must have thought that I was fresh meat because he told me, he Ugh. pointed out about five or six members of Congress. I don't remember who they were. And he said, if any of them ever look you up and down, you walk the other way. I had no idea what he was talking about. Absolutely no idea. So they're basically telling you there are creeps all over Washington, yeah. which is not a surprise. Here's the interesting thing. Dan Abrams was on uh, on one of the shows, morning shows, 
and I thought he had a pretty good analysis, had Hastert not lied to the FBI, had Hastert just taken his own money out in, and reported it, then it wouldn't have been an issue. So I don't understand. I mean, the guy's a lawmaker. Why didn't he just do the right thing? I don't know. Maybe, you know, look, uh, he, he obviously felt like he had to do something uh, uh, to deal with this case of misconduct, as it was characterized in, in the indictment. You know, that's uh, maybe we'll find out more as we move forward. But yeah. obviously, I don't think I don't think there's any real political impact. Well, from but it. Abrams point was that if he was Dennis, you know, green or blue or red, not Hastert, that he wouldn't have been arrested for this. But depending on what the underlying reason for the money, if that was a law that he broke, having sex with somebody underage, I would even think in that that the the statute of limitations had passed. Yeah, no, that's definitely passed from what I understand. Right, let, me, let, me go to, that, let, let me play something for you because I'm running out of time. I'm looking yeah, at the go. clock. Um, you remember Hillary's big charm offensive? She wants to be the champion of the American people thing. Well, Are a you voter play me that thing about taking a taking a picture. Yeah, there's a voter requested to take a picture with Hillary. Listen to this. If you go to the if go to the end of the line. Okay. Why don't you go to the end of the line? Yeah, we'll take care. If you go to the go to the end of the line. Okay. Why don't you go to the end of the line? Go to the end of the line. Sorry. Let me tell you, that's uh, uh, a danger spot for all candidates, no matter who you are, is the trackers that are following you, shooting video, and every day there is the threat of you saying something that's a little off-kilter. Well, why didn't you just take the stupid picture with the person, and what's the big deal? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they decided they wanted everybody in line. I don't know. Sometimes I've, I've been out on seems... public events with you, and you don't mind taking pictures with people. I don't mind taking pictures with people. What's the big deal? Yeah. You know, maybe we'll, maybe we want a line for the the Sean Hannity photo line, and you don't want line, somebody dude. jumping in. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I don't. Just unbelievable. By the way, Lindsey Graham got in. He did. He got in the race today. That makes four Republicans from the Senate who are now in the race. And you know, look, a lot of people know him here, but I think for now he's still seen as a long shot. He's not going to be president. We'll put you down as maybe not. Yeah. Kasich might get in next. That's interesting. Yeah, he's going to New Hampshire this week in Iowa later in the month. Yeah. All right. So a lot happening. All right, Jamie Dupree, we'll talk more tomorrow. Thank you. See you tomorrow, Sean. 800-941-SEAN. Rand Paul, when we get back, Ann Coulter at the top of the next hour debuts her new book, Adios America. Hey, if you love to consume information like I do, then I want to tell you the next issue is perfect for you. Now, take whatever magazines you love, Men's Health, Sports Illustrated, National Geo, all accessible to me at the touch of a button. And by the way, you can try the next, it's called Next Issue, free for 30 days. Now, here's the best part. You get Next Issue, you have access to hundred and over 150 of the world's most popular magazines all in one place. You know what it's like when you have to sign on, you have to register for each individual place. No, with Next Issue, you sign on to one place 150 plus of the most popular magazines you can read the latest magazines you can read their back issues next issue is what it's called and it is literally an incredible value with endless magazines for the price of two issues at a newsstand plus you can share it with your you know family and friends now i want you to try it free for 30 days there's no reason not to try it just get it free for 30 days it's called nextissue.com slash hannity and you'll discover this application. It gives you all the articles, all the stories that fit your interests, over a $15 savings, 30 days free, no obligation. Nextissue.com slash Hannity. And if you're a consumer of information like I am, you're going to love it. Nextissue.com slash Hannity, 30 days free. 
Sean Hannity. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.